Ministry in conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduced to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastor Kolo Prince. God bless you as you listen. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, King James. Then you give me 29 and 30. Message Bible, the same Romans. Are we saying amen? Now remember the topic and the subtitle also that the need for discipleship it is the guarantee for inheriting eternal life. Now, if you look at this scripture, it says, For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. We look at this from King James Gen 29 and 30 from Message Bible to have a clear picture of what God is saying to us. Now, first, if we have not come to the conclusion as a child of God that the Bible said we know. So the first thing I begin to ask myself is how many of us know? How many of us know that all things work for the good of them that love the Lord? We know. We know. So it's first a knowing. It's a knowing. And this knowing cannot come until your walk with God become deep. This knowing can never come until our walk with God becomes deep. That is why if you see so many children of God, a little trial that come our way, how we give up, how we move up and down, how we complain, how we look for solution the wrong way. In fact, if you see what is happening in churches today, it is disheartening. Children of God goes to native doctors. In many Pentecostal churches today, if there are 200, 156, they have a prayer woman or a prayer man. They have one prophet that is prophesying for them somewhere or the other. Prayer woman is somewhere. Prayer man is somewhere. Prophet is somewhere. What is the problem? The problem is their work with Christ. When I see such a thing, I know where the problem is coming from. Go and check anyone who was enrolled into discipleship. And Jesus opened his eyes and they had an encounter with Christ. All those nonsense ends immediately. It will end permanently. It will end immediately. So discipleship is actually God's own design to bring us into a deep experience with Christ, with the person of Jesus, not with multiple programs, 
not with multiple programs. It's not program we're talking about. Program does not make people to judge like this. Program does not make people to come to a knowing that everything is working for my good, including the one the devil is doing. They have no choice. They must all work for my good. They have no choice. They must all work for the good. Of that man that loved the Lord, of that man that loved the Lord, of that man that loved the Lord, of that man who is called according to his purpose. Why? Because there is an inheritance he received. What is the inheritance? Eternal life. Eternal life. The life of Christ that does not fail. The life of Christ that doesn't give up. The life of Christ that must succeed. The life of Christ that must survive. Under every situation, every circumstances of life, it doesn't shrink. It doesn't give up. It must succeed. That life does not fail. Understand what we are talking about. We are talking about life everlasting that inherited a kingdom here and there. That's the life we're talking about. You know when he was sharing about Abraham? So when God was talking about nation, are you understanding what I'm saying? And somebody will be thinking, ah, nation, Abraham, <laughs> is a depart from your family to a land which I will show you. He said, I will make you a blessing and through you the families of the earth shall be blessed. When you come to the knowing you also come to that understanding that, ah, actually, I have received a kingdom. But all of these are not possible if a man is still serving the Lord in the shallow. If the man don't want to come deep, if the man don't want to come deep, you can never ever enjoy what we are talking about if you are still serving the Lord in the shallow. If you celebrate things like Programs, you know, things like uh, so many activities. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That runs here and there. One week it will finish. You return back to who you used to be. It's not a day-by-day -day life with Christ. When there's program, that week is always hot, very busy. So tongues is climbing on top of tongues. And once the program finishes, you return back to who you used to be. Because it's not a life. But when it comes to Christ, we are talking about life formation. We are talking about life formation. What becomes of you and you become of that? You live like that every day. It's an experience. Now for such people, they come to this understanding. There is a knowing that everything is working for our good. We know. Why? We have been called by the Lord. We love the Lord. We are called by him. We know we are called by him. We know we are called by him. We know. We are sure that we are called by him. It's not a man-made thing. It's not my making. It is all his what? His making. Do you understand what I'm saying now? Is someone understand what we're talking about? We didn't get ourselves saved. As we are yet sinners, Christ did what? Died for us. So that's why you see many children of God, 
when they see this scripture, they don't even understand. They won't even know how to apply it because they are just living in confusion. There is no assurance in them. No assurance in them. No assurance of any kind in them. But what is the judgment of everyone who has come to Christ as a disciple? Look at his judgment. The person must come to know that all things is working for my good. Because I am called by who? By him. I am called by him. Everything has no choice than to work for my good. No matter how bad it looks. No matter how terrible it might look. The truth is that it must turn out for my good. It must turn out for your good. It must turn out for my good. So what is the challenge? What you should be looking for is to know him more intimately so that there will be a knowing that will settle in your heart and not jumping up and down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I came to realize when I got into discipleship, those days we used to pursue programs. We used to pursue so many things. We we'll pursue program. We we'll pursue from this place to that place. So we thought there's something that we'll get from those programs. So eventually we'll just get a drop of Christ's mercy. The crumb that fell from the table of Jesus so we we'll don't pick it and enjoy it and everybody will be shouting and celebrating and say, this is wonderful, this is wonderful, this is wonderful. And Jesus will be looking at us. We never knew we were enjoying the same thing that unbelievers are still enjoying. You know, unbelievers will come to crusade and get healed. A believer will get healed and everybody is rejoicing together. So are they not the same? No, I'm asking somebody a question. Are they not the same? So, on Sunday, you go to church, you pray in God, you must touch me today, you must touch me today. Somebody invited unbeliever. Jesus decided to show the unbeliever mercy. And they will pray. The unbeliever will get you. They say, everybody, I have testimony, come out. The unbeliever will come out. You will come out of and say, I had toothache when I was coming. In fact, it was pounding my head, pounding my head. Immediately, the pastor started praying. I get healed. And Jesus will sit there and be wondering, is this one not my own? And because that one refused to do what? To come deep. In order for him to enjoy the package of eternal life. Which is one of the things that God has arranged. That every one of my children, I will give them life everlasting. In that life everlasting, there is nothing you are looking for that you won't get. Because in it is the kingdom. In it is the kingdom. In it is the kingdom. He can't give the kingdom to an unbeliever. He can never give the kingdom to an unbeliever. Do you understand what I'm saying? The kingdom is reserved for his own. And how do we know when we receive eternal life? When we receive eternal life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, for we to begin to enjoy the eternal life we received, we must enroll into discipleship in order to know him intimately, get him. You see the crowd, when Jesus do the miracle of bread, they will eat, clean their mouth, and say, Nanin kadeo. Nimonso, nimonso, nimonso wetere. 
Now Jesus will leave all of them and climb to the mount. How many of them followed him to the mount? Only the disciples who follow him to the mount. The rest of them will dismiss and ask them, Peter, when will you people gather again tomorrow? Peter will say, by 12, uh, say, by 12 noon we'll be here. It's okay. See you that time. They will turn. And they are looking at Jesus climbing up. Jesus never called any of his disciples and said, climb with me. No. It was their personal choice to know him more intimately. And what do they do? Whenever Jesus finished talking to the people in parables, they climbed to the mount. They started asking him, why are you talking to these people in parables? Please, can you explain these things? He now said to them, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But for these ones, we'll keep talking to them in parable. We know them. It's food they are looking for. So carry food, eat, go. No problem. He said their life will not be useful. Their life will never be useful. It will never ever be useful. And do you know what we are seeing today? People are no more, they don't have the hunger and the test, the quest to climb to the mount, to live all this periphery experience of knowing Jesus. So they excited one hour service, two hour service, 30 minute service, everybody will go and put his head and say, yeah, Jesus, thank you, we are back. And Christ will be wondering, do they understand? Do they understand? Now look at, when God began to say in 29, Look at 29, message Bible. And I saw what God was saying. I said, how I wish people can understand. Understand this thing. Don't insist on the old thing you know. Until you are delivered from such religious affliction, you will not succeed in your work with Christ. You must first of all decide to be neutral. The first deliverance Christ gave to me is to withdraw me from men. That's the first deliverance. The first deliverance Christ will give to any man is to first deliver you from men. Deliver you from religion. And you stand. He will now say, okay, follow me. If Jesus cannot deliver you from religion, he can't do nothing in your life. That was the first deliverance I had in order for me to follow Christ and my life can become something reasonable. And look at that scripture from 29. He said, God knew what he was doing from when? From when, please? Listen, the issue of Christ, the issue of Christ being the pattern son is not what God just wake up in the morning and said, oh, I made a mistake. Let me introduce Christ to them. Do you know from the very beginning, God's plan was that Christ becomes the one that everybody should look at? Anything you are building that is not Christ, it's useless. From the very beginning. From the very beginning. It's not what God wake up one morning and say. It's not an afterthought. From the very beginning. As God started existing. God said from the very beginning. This is my plan. Now see. If you don't understand this. Every other thing you are doing is hopeless. Understand this. Understand this today. That from the very beginning, he decided from what? He said from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. To shape 
Pastor, when you gave your life to Christ, what was God's decision? You must be shaped to be like Christ. You give your own. You must be shaped to be like him. You give your own. You must be shaped to be like It's not what he just started one day. From the very beginning, that has been his plan. That has been his plan. Do you see that any other person that is bringing another thing to you or trying to give another shape to your life is out of what God is doing? It's not a little matter. It's a serious matter. It's not a little matter. That is why I always use that word. You know, you can raise people that are vagabond without knowing. People that if Christ come in, he'll be saying, who are these? Who are? He'll be looking at her and say, who are these? <laughs> who do they look like? They don't look like me. Oh. I don't know them. Oh. These are shapeless people. No shape at all. Shapeless people. So his decision was to do what? To shape us in line. To be like his son. He said the son stands first in the line of humanity he restored. So all the people he redeemed. Now Jesus came here on earth. He redeemed us and saved all of us. Now through Christ he started redeeming the rest. Now, what he did was that he set Christ here. When he set him, this he God said, He said, Come. Did you see him? Are you seeing him? Yes. Now keep looking at him. He has gone ahead of you. Look at him. I want you to be like this. Now, God does not want to raise two kinds of persons. No, he just wants everybody to be like this. Now, God's plan and purpose is that when he redeemed him, he didn't redeem him to start moving up and down. Do you know this is the drama we have been playing in the church? Big drama. Mighty drama. When God has positioned him, look at, look at that scripture. He said, the son stands first in the line of what? Of humanity. He did what? He restored. That means everyone that has been redeemed. God first of all made Christ to stand. And say look at him. You will never miss the way. Look at him. You will never miss the way. That's why no matter the tongue you speak. No matter the knowledge of the Bible you have. It's not equal to knowing Jesus. You can be quoting scripture offhand. You can walk with your trousers doing like this, doing show, doing show. It's not equal to knowing Christ. So any day God appears, do you know what he's looking for? What shape is this man? What shape is him? What is forming in him? What are they forming in this man? That is the scripture that God is showing. He said, we see the original and intended shape of our lives. Dear in who? Dear in who? Is there another place you can see the shape that God wants us to be except in Christ? Do you know today many of us are shapeless? Listen, completely shapeless. Oh. Shapeless. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. 
We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep Experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Sud-E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60-222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.